dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Sauce and uh, Sauce, I'm still wiping uh, dribble off my microphone and not because of what I've been saying. No, not at all, Pez. Welcome. Uh, I'm still uh, mesmerised by the feat that we just watched, Pez. We were watching the uh, world record, uh, not even world record though, it was just the hot dog eating 4th of July weekend uh, contest and wow, wow. Yeah, we uh, were meant to record uh, a little bit earlier, but the hot dog eating contest was on and uh, we were in there. There was an Australian bloke in there with a sports bet hat on and uh, he came third in the end, but there's the uh, world champion. Yeah, Joey Chestnut. No. Oh, ab- absolute beast. And uh, some controversy just throughout the throughout the contest source. Yeah, there was a little bit of a protest uh, mid... I don't even know what they were protesting, but they had Star Wars uh, masks on, a Darth Vader one, a Stormtrooper. Uh, halfway through, he just the protester steps on stage. Joey Chestnut... The legend grows, Pez. Just puts him in a in a, in a headlock. Boom, down. Add hot dog 17 when everyone else is on hot dog five. Pulls away for the win, Pez. Just choke, choke holds him. 63 uh, hot dogs later, you little ripper. you got to be spewing it wasn't this weekend and oh, could have sp- added Joey Chestnut to the, uh, to the bet slip. Oh, good money for it, Pez. Good money. He would have <laughs> been paying uh, very, he very been short, short that, that bloke. But the Sydney guy, well done to him. Uh, Coming in third, that was uh, that was great guns. But yeah, uh, minus three minus three thousand, he was Pez. Well, we Mi- are here. minus three thousand. That's that, that's huge. <laughs> we, that, the next competitor was plus nine hundred. That is massive. That means you got to put three k down to get a hundred bucks. Yep. That is uh, that is ridiculous. That was five days ago. So he uh, <laughs> didn't disappoint. Well, enough with uh, the hot dog eating contest. So I was going to order it in my groceries. I was going to order forty eight hot dogs. How many hot dogs do you reckon you could get down, Pez? Uh, seven. <laughs> For like it was ten minutes, you reckon you get seven down. I reckon I could eat seven in ten. You eat more than seven, Pez. You're giving yourself like hot. They're not that big. What are they? They're not Frankfurts. A little bit of a, a normal <laughs> one, and it's a quite a disgusting type thing where they're dipping it in water and putting all. One guy had a red hand, one guy had a green hand. We don't yeah, know what don't they know, were doing. Don't know what I was doing, but they weren't up there in the podium in the end. So no, it wasn't the right technique. Work. Just scrunch the bread up. What would you go with? Would you go hot dog on its own or the full full uh, full dog and roll? Hot dog on its own, dip the bread in uh, a bit of water, mush it up a bit and uh, try and slide it down the throat. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's <laughs> clever discussing this. I'll tell you what I'm going to do for dinner, Pez. I'm going to send you a kilo of hot dogs. I'm just going to see if I can knock them off. A, a kilo? What's a kilo? Maybe like 10 hot dogs? I don't know. It depends if you get the little Frankfurts. Nah, or you get the big ones. You've got to get, get skin on, I guess. Because I do like the skin on, yeah. They look like that. They were barbecued though, not, um, not boiled. Well, they would be a little bit uh, scratchy going down the throat yeah. actually. Oh, I don't know. We, I reckon, we, reckon the boiled ones we could do. We could do better, actually. Better than seven. Yeah, I, I, reckon do, oh. I reckon I do ten. I'm just remembering that guy putting all hot dog out of his <laughs> mouth and in his beard and stuff. It is quite disgusting if you haven't seen it. But we're here. That's, to how, talk, good the, that's how good the week of footy was, Pez. We're here to talk <laughs> AFL source. And, sure. Uh, looking at the ladder after round sixteen, from position number two all the way down to position nine, there are two games separating all of those teams. With Melbourne out ahead by a game, uh, the Bulldogs behind in tenth, uh, behind ninth by a game. So they are, or well, the the competition is close as it always is at the top end. The bottom end is where. Uh, it, it's not that good, and I can eliminate uh, three teams pretty comfortably. You still think GWS are in with a chance for finals? Ah, yeah, they're getting a nice win this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> they're still in there. They're still in there. Only but Pez, we spoke about this last week. The, the separation from the top to uh, you know thirteenth is is minute, and and it's you look at the the last five matches. The, the team that's sitting on top is the only team that has a losing streak in there. Uh, you know they have the last five. They've won the last two, lost the three before that, and, and outside of that, they're the only team outside of St Kilda that have back to back losses into 
get all the way down to the 11th spot in the Gold Coast Suns, Pez. Yeah, well, in recent Pretty times. So, well, that's there, ready to go. But uh, there were a couple of really uh, great games on the weekend. I really enjoyed the uh, Carlton-St. Kilda game on, on the Friday night. Know a lot of Carlton supporters and... Uh, they were, they yeah, were, I thought they disappeared on Facebook. I didn't see any. Didn't see any on social media, Pez. <laughs> no, they just they they came back this year, and uh, the the ground was packed from what I hear, and uh, it was very loud. We had a Adam Sard woofing as well with the with the left foot. Did you hear that? I, I did, sort Pez. I saw I saw you get excited about that on uh, Twitter. The little uh, little emoji there, little meme. Yeah, little little woof from the office, but um, it was kind of a little bit ridiculous. I don't know. I didn't watch Ange. Was it Ange Christou in '95 or whatever? Uh, it might have been. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about there. Whatever the Carlton player's name is, he's the one that wanted them to do it, and every time he kicked it on his left foot, uh, it happened. And they even did it when they were down and without a chance to win. So they, they were good. They stuck around there, and uh, it was a very uh, lopsided uh, game at times. It was, and, you know, the inaccuracy of the kicking in that has to be brought up, Pez. Uh, you can't sort of talk about this without... Uh, the, uh, the kicking 10-18, but uh, St. Kilda really controlled the game. Just They've really worked out how to use Bradley Hill. They're just sort of giving it to him and just like, right, go. And, you know, Jack Sinclair was in, you know, ripping form, and not only his haircut pairs, but uh, controlling that that midfield. It looks fantastic in there. Yeah, unbelievable. Just the, the lapses and the, the allowance to yeah. let Carlton have so many set shots, and they missed a, a lot of easy ones. St. Kilda missed a couple of easy ones, but if Carlton kicks straight, Carlton win that game, and uh, it, it costs them... Big time because they would have been uh, secure in the in the top four for the time being, and uh, now they're not with that loss, and they've got a bit of work to do for do the rest of the season. Do you know he's good for you, Pez, and I, I know that you always make fun of me this, but memory, memory, he's just he's good, he's good for a couple of goals, isn't he? I know he kicked four on the weekends, but like he's just good as that sort of backup forward. Yeah, well they changed it for two goals. They changed it up a bit. They put Max King up forward a little bit and let uh, memory do his work behind the play because Carlton only had the the one real big defender, uh, so it worked out. He's he's been. Solid for, for quite some time. It has been solid for a bit. I mean, at least he got his name right there, Piers. I was, you know, thought you were a little bit more impressed with that. Other cracking game that was on that uh, that same day, same weekend, Piers, uh, was the uh, Sydney and uh, the uh, Essendon Bombers and the Luke Parker um, shrugging incident continues to, to get a little bit of uh, fire behind it. Yeah, a lot of controversy. Essendon came out firing at him and uh, tried to take his body out whenever they could uh, at the start of the game. Sydney got a an early lead and then Essendon just fought back and uh, a little bit hard about them and were able to actually get over the line by nine points at the end. And uh, a lot of what I noticed on the weekend is a lot of players were grabbing their jumper after they kicked a yeah, goal. Yeah. Did you notice well, that? Yeah, I did notice that actually. I that, don't know if there was a memo or something, but it happened in a lot of games. Do you think that was the, the they're finally responding from Heppel's speech from three weeks ago when they when they when they couldn't put on the all together against Carlton and you know he kept like grabbing his jumper the hundred and fifty celebration. Maybe it's uh, just a, a, a you know ousting to that. Yeah, yeah, quite strange. But uh, Sydney, they do this all the time, Source. Uh, that's a couple of losses this year that they've had. One at home to the Gold Coast and this one now away from home, but against Essendon, it could cost them at the end. And they could have been really uh, up there in a top four, but they seem to do it year after year. They lose the games where they're really heavy favourites. Well, they're, they're a young team, Spez, and uh, we spoke about this early in the year, and I was, I was all in on, on Sydney. I thought after the year that they had last year and how they surprised people and the, the force that they, you know, sort of just demonstrated throughout the year that they were, they were there ready for the taking, you know, like Warner, Goulding, Lloyd. I mean, Lloyd's a bit older, but Papley, all these, all these younger blokes, but... Uh, they, they look like they need something a little bit more, and maybe they're not the real deal pairs. And a little bit skeptical about Fremantle this year, but Sydney Sydney are falling fast in, in the in the Premiership stakes this year. 
Yeah, but they'll come out like against the Bulldogs, and they'll probably perform a lot better. And we'll, the, we'll see what happens. Yeah, the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs aren't a contender though. Pez. Let's let's be real here. I, I, at the start of the year, I thought there was four contenders. I thought there was Melbourne, Geelong, Brisbane, and probably Sydney. They're, they're the top four teams I had there, and you know, the distant second was maybe Port Adelaide in there. But outside of that, I, I didn't think there was any other contenders. I, I don't think they're a top four contender anymore. Yeah, top four is going to be. Uh, hard for them, but hard. if the Bulldogs get in there, Bailey Smith comes back, they get the right pieces around, no. they can win. No. They can win games. Their source. I know you hate the Bulldogs. Oh, well, you saw you saw what an actual contender did to them, Brisbane. What they did, they just tore them apart. They they need, they've got no scoring options down in their forward line, and against shit teams they can, like Hawthorne the week before, they can just pile it on from anywhere. But you look at the game against Brisbane that they played, the Lions absolutely destroyed them, Pez. And if you're looking for team matchup wise, like their midfield, they they've got the they sh- the Western Bulldogs midfield should have controlled that game against the Lions and it didn't they've got no scoring options there their defense is meh but Brisbane a team that's I guess you know depleted with injuries at the moment they just made mince mean of them yeah well the Bulldogs really strong in the midfield usually so if they lose that battle they're really going to lose out on the game they've got a couple of holes in the ruck at the minute with uh, Tim English but Libba is an absolute star holding that team together and jelling them together one of the uh, games of the round or the closest games of the round, and one that separated the tippers this week was Gold Coast uh, versus Collingwood, where yeah, Gold Coast were up at the end, a couple of minutes to go, and Collingwood made the comeback in a, in a low-scoring affair. This was a great game of football, Pez. This literally was kick for kick, goal for goal, and you're right, one of those uh, wayward 14 behinds went the wrong way uh, throughout that game, and it, it costed a, a win for the Gold Coast Suns that they, they should have really had. Um, but let, let's not... Um, to diminish what Collingwood have been doing. Collingwood are fantastic this year. They're they're great to watch. They're high they're high scoring. They have a real high risk, high reward football. Nick Dacos is he is he not the be- is he not having the best first year of any AFL player? Like he's a shoe in for the Rising Star. Yeah, he's he's up there, uh, up and about, going to win it with uh, no opponent there at halfback and running around getting all those possessions. But Darcy Moore had a bit of a scare, and uh, it says he's clear of any structural damage yeah, of the he knee, came which out is on good. Instagram and said that. Yep. Uh, very, very good news there But Gold Coast uh, One that slipped away The third quarter Was where it was at Where they kicked The five behinds And they probably Could have uh, Put the game to bed In that in that quarter With Collingwood Only kicking the one point uh, and, and the final One I want to Speak about Is the demise Of North Melbourne Which has been happening For the last What 10 years They, they lost by over 100 points to Geelong It was quite embarrassing And the, the AFL uh, Definitely Stepping in Now how, how many 100 point losses Do you think They've had In the last five years Pez I know the answer, but... 100-point losses? Yeah. I don't know, maybe four? Yeah, they've only had three. Three? They've had two this season and one last season. One and to the Bulldogs. three years behind that. They've had two. They've one to Brisbane, one to the Bulldogs, and... They'd have a lot between, what, 40 and 80 points. They have a lot of losses between 80 points. But, Pez, this is the first time, and my old man's a passionate North Melbourne supporter, as listeners will know, and I was texting him during the, the, the game, and it was the first time in a long time that they just... For North Melbourne, they just didn't show any any fight. They just didn't seem to be have any direction. Like I don't know why they start the game and put McKay down their best backman against the the, the spearheads of, of Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron, and they start them up forward. Well, what what's he doing there? Well, that, that's absolutely ridiculous. Well, they had that little patch in the first quarter. They went three goals what, down. The, the coin toss. They kicked they kicked three goals in a row. Their source, Please. and then they kicked two two goals one for the rest of the game and. Uh, I know it's down at GMHBA. There's absolutely no excuses for effort and North Melbourne, the players, seem to be walking at stages and uh, really not chasing. Hawkins was able to take a, a rare running bounce inside the forward 50 and kick a goal. So uh, Geelong just able to eat up and 
uh, boost that percentage uh, for the end of the year for that finals finish. Yeah, and after just to, to articulate how bad that was, Pez, because we know that they don't score a lot anyway, North Melbourne. After that moment you spoke about, 13 inside 50s for the rest of the game. Only 13 inside 50s. So the ball didn't even get past half, halfway. It's, 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 a real, it's a real problem that North Melbourne have, Pez. And, and uh, what the biggest problem is, now they're starting to compare North Melbourne to, to Fitzroy and their percentage. Uh, but and like I know that because they're only trying to do that in terms of the, the relocation and... You, you know, everyone knows that both of us think the best thing for the AFL is for them to, to, to relocate. We think that they should go down to, to Tasmania because we don't want another team in there. But if you had the choice of saving North Melbourne, you went into the GM and their pairs, how do they save North Melbourne? Now, don't, none of this North, no, you can't fix it. How, how do they fix it? What do they need to do? Well, you've got to be able to fix it somehow. And uh, there's a lot of talk about priority picks and the, the rules changed, but... Uh, a priority pick this would be the the team that i see that would be most deservant of a priority pick in in the last 20 years uh but they they did something similar in melbourne where they uh, paid out a few people at, at the top the ceo and things like that in 2013 and and really shook that up and then it took years and years but they got the draft picks they they blooded them in they didn't trade away like what north melbourne have done traded away players to try and bring in uh, some players, you know, some mature age players, and it just really hasn't worked. They can't keep the draft picks that they do pick up. They've got Jason Horn francis the best young player from last year, and he already wants a trade at the end of the year. So there's something wrong there at Arden Street with the, with that culture. I think David Noble has a lot to do with it from from what you read in, in the articles in the AFL world, and uh, he's not going to be there definitely at the end of the year, and he might even get the sack before that and just try and step in and go, look, He's out. Uh, these people are out. Uh, we're we're going to build it. The AFL are going to choose who comes in and you know who's CEO, who's president, who's all of these uh, pieces. Get in there, fix the culture, get the players there that want to play and want to put in effort, and you'll you'll see a better performance in years to come. Okay, I'll, I'll, I mean, I like it. I like your plan. I like the idea of just you start from the top, get rid of that, you know, and then and then sort of implement through working out who wants to be there is important because you need someone, you need people that are going to build a culture because it's going to be it's going to be a hard slog. These are the players that are out of contract at the end of the year, and just tell me whether you'd re-sign, keep, trade. Like obviously out of contracts, you can't trade. But Aaron Hall, well, you want to keep him? So you keep him. See, so yep, so R two, like no chance. I'm saying that Bozanavi, Bozanavi. You got no one else. But yeah, but no, but like it, it, this is the people that are there, they've got there that are out of contract. Are they trying to re-sign these people? What are they trying to do? Are they trying to go more draft picks? Ben Cunnington, Bailey Scott, Cameron Zerha, Curtis Taylor. Like, who are these guys? Oh, well, you know who they are. Um, ben Cunnington's is a star of the competition. He's had. Do so you re-sign him out of contract? Well, it, it depends on his health in the end, doesn't it? As well, because he hasn't been able to play for other reasons. But um, Zerha's decent, and I think he'd be a really good forward in a top eight side because as a third or fourth option mm-hmm. because the ball doesn't go down there at North Melbourne and Zohar's, you know, he's kicked a, a hell of a lot of goals for North Melbourne in the last couple of seasons and he would be a, a really decent player. So uh, he, he'd be pretty cheap as well because he hasn't performed this year. So you re-sign him, you re-sign Aaron Hall instantly. Like he, he's the one you want to keep. He, he's probably the, the star of the team, you'd say. He's probably the best player that they've got performing week in, week out. Oh, because he gets the kick-ins. From, he gets the kick-ins. <laughs> back there and builds uh, up the disposal. You'd probably look at re-signing Jed Anderson, maybe. Toddy Goldstein, what do they do with him? Uh, trade him four years ago. Should have traded him four years ago. Should have traded him Geelong. Geelong would have another premiership. But th- but that's just to show you what they've got to do, Pez. They've got a lot of work to do. I agree what you're saying. They've got to start from the top. And they, they need to they, they either need to stop selling their games to all these other places. Like, you know, North Melbourne... 
they need to they put the money in and they need to get the money to, to get players there and they need to build the right players. They need to stop going after top-up players and, and these second-rate people and paying bad contracts. The, the players that aren't wanted and aren't at the club anymore that they've tried to pick up over recent years, the 24 to 28 sort of bracket, yeah. those are the players they can't go for anymore. No anymore. Build the players up from wh- where you've got and then bring in the young guys. You can't just play the young guys all the time. You have to you have to play those mid forwards and things, but you don't want to give up draft picks and you don't want to give up any concession for those top up players that other clubs don't even want, who are the fringe players over there. Yep, trade trade all your assets, lean into it, get every single draft pick that you can the next three or four years, and start building like the Gold Coast have. The Gold Coast went through a similar thing, and then they started to get the right people there, and they've right got retention people, now. The Gold now Coast. they've got retention. We, we spoke about that as well. So the other option is go to Tasmania, get the first twenty draft picks of. But will the they get, will they get that as a relocation side? Is that what they're going to get? There's there's been talk about it where they get uh, maybe five draft picks in the top twenty. You get eleven games in Tassie, eleven games in Melbourne. Uh, but but it, it, like they've had they've been down the bottom a long time, Pez. They've had all these these options to try and fix that, and they have been unable to do it. So they relocate there. Does that change ownership? Do the AFL take over and they start drafting? Like, the AFL are definitely taking over. That's that's what's going to happen. Uh, this year with the with the review, that was one of the clubs not doing a review, which was uh, crazy, pretty ludicrous crazy. with with what was in Noble we trust with a, with the new coach and stuff. But uh, enough about North. We've been going on about them. There you uh, go. They'll keep North Melbourne uh, uh, fans happy for at least three or four podcast pairs. You gave a, g- a good solution how to fix them. You didn't rat on them once. Yeah, well, they're, they're the worst team I've seen in in existence, as everyone knows, in, in the AFL in my lifetime and uh, probably competing with university from the early 1900s. I'll bring back university. <laughs> university of Tasmania, there we go, win-win. Oh, merge them. They're merge Merge there you go. <laughs> they, uh, they've combined their four wins. <laughs> well, uh, apart from that source, uh, we also here uh, do our bet slips at Behind the Boundary and uh, doing our review of round 16 coming right up. Review. no official review. I'll be honest, Pez, I was happy to keep talking about hot dogs, actually. Hot dogs in North Melbourne, rather than review my last bet slip. It's very easy to notice when you have a bad week source because you always bring up another topic and you just want to keep talking. But even though I'm trying to change the topic and go back to the AFL, you wanted to talk hot dogs. Piss off, you you introed with hot dogs. You introed with hot dogs. No, don't, don't. You did. You flew it over to me with hot dogs. Don't, don't name like sauce. How can I not talk mustard and hot dogs? Don't give me that dribble. But uh, sauce, we, one thing we do as a, a Twitter page up behind the bound is recap every single week, and, and it goes out every single week without fail. It doesn't matter if there's a, a plus in the units or there's a minus in the units. It, it goes out. So uh, round sixteen, sauce. We we started off uh, Brisbane versus the Bulldogs. I had the one unit on under two hundred and five point five points. Brisbane to win the match and the Bulldogs total game score under 80.5. And uh, first quarter was a little bit strange when the Bulldogs were, you know, going forward, but then Brisbane took over from that second quarter and that looked comfortable. Most of the game returning uh, that one unit and a bit more. So started off with a win. Yes, it did start off with a win, Pez. Uh, And mine did not. And uh, there weren't many that started off with a win for for, for me, Pez. It's a common trend you saying this all the time. What? (laughs) There weren't many wins. There weren't many wins, uh, but mine was a, I'm not going to say it was unlucky. I had the Moneyball special, one of the first four goals, 0.4 units on it. Aaron Norton with a minute into the game, takes a nice nice strong mark and uh, clunks it out to the side. So that one was a loss for me, Pez. Yeah, two behinds in the in the 
before the fourth goal was kicked and yep. didn't kick one of them. So mm-hmm. no good there. The next game was Carlton versus St Kilda. And as I spoke about last week, I just wanted to build a multi without the result involved because I was a little bit nervous about the odds and what was happening there. So I went over 134, under 194, but also over the 164.5, which ended up being, I guess, quite lucky towards the end because uh, there was a few late goals. It ended up being 170, 171 total game points. So maybe luck wasn't in it, but that was a $2.90 get with one unit on that. Very happy with that. Yeah, as you should be, Pez. And uh, I actually think that I only had the one bet for this game last week, and I think I've actually made the mistake and sent it through, but I will own it, uh, Pez, because I think I did say on the pod last week, I'm now looking at that, saying that uh, I was steering clear of that game because I was unsure of the result, and uh, in this one I put the result in it, so don't know what I've done there. But anyway, I had uh, George Hewitt to get 25 or more, Carlton to win the game, which of course they didn't, and the over 153.5. Only thing to get up was the the total point score, Pez, so that was a loss for me. The other bet I had was Patrick Cripps to collect more than Jack Steele. That was an easy uh, $3 win, that one, Pez. Oh, well, that's all right. We'll give you a break in the next two games. Essendon, Sydney, Adelaide, Melbourne. We both steered cleared from from those games there. So I was quite happy saying that Essendon give Sydney a bit of trouble and Sydney lose games they shouldn't. So that's why I steer cleared in that one. The next one was Geelong versus North Melbourne. I had under 190.5 points because I didn't think North Melbourne were going to score very much, which is why I had North Melbourne's total game score to be under 47.5. Very easy in the end. And Geelong Cats a race to three goals. They kicked the first three, North kicked the next three. Worked out uh, one unit at $2.12 odds. Nice one there, Pez. With this one, I told you that it was very hard to try find something to uh, to bet there. And as a bit of a joke, I said that all I was really looking for was to try and pick the right forward. And again, picked the wrong forward. Uh, Tyson Stegel, so a costly unit for me. He the forwards uh, you usually pick, Hawkins and Cameron. Hawkins and Cameron, yeah. Both, both, kick both three, three yep. <laughs> so, But it didn't matter anyway because the first half was the, uh, the lowest scoring half of that. So my three-leg multi... Uh, didn't get up. <laughs> uh, no, no good there. The next no game, good. Saturday night, uh, same time it was on, the Gold Coast Suns uh, taking on Collingwood. I had, I didn't know who was going to win. This was the, the game I said about tipping. It could have gone either way. You could have flipped a coin. And Collingwood, I had plus 27.5. I had Gold Coast plus 24.5 and, and over 126.5. It was quite uh, small, the total in the end. Was it 100 and, was 127? 130-odd. So it did get up in the end, uh, $2.14 with the odds and another unit on that and another green tick. Yeah, another green tick, another red cross for Source. Uh, so I had Isaac ranking. This is my cheeky pairs. I had him to kick two or more. He kicked four. He's been on fire lately. He's, He's looking, been playing looking well. in great nick. Gold Coast to 1 to 39, as we spoke at. Uh, they they kicked themselves out of it a little bit, missed kicking uh, that third quarter, really let themselves down in front of goal. Marbell Chol, first time here all year. He hasn't kicked more than two goals. He was a bit disappointing and he kicked the 1 2. So uh, that was uh, three uh, three X's for me, Pez. Oh, no, no one, one, one green tick. I'll take the small wins. Yeah, take the <laughs> I have to. <laughs> Take the small win. The next game was the Sunday. Richmond versus West Coast Eagle, which was a cracker a couple of years back. And West Coast actually brought brought back a little bit. This is my bigger bet for the for the week. I had the two units on it. I had Richmond to win. I had Richmond to win the most quarters. So they had to win three out of four. They won the first. They won the second. They lost the third. And then were able to win the last and uh, get that up. And their total score, over 105.5 points. And I was very, very happy with that. The line actually moved up to, I think, 110.5 before that. So uh, I won on that. Um, $2.10 odds with two units. Very, very happy and a great week so far. Great week so far. I steered Kulia for me, Pez, which was a win, obviously, because every time I put a bet down, I uh, escaped. I didn't escape. I, I got a red cross, so that was terrible for me. But onto the onto the goal, uh, the GWS game and the Hawthorne game, I loved this bet <laughs> at, uh, last week, Pez, and I said to you, 
last week. I don't know why you're waiting for it. Smash that line. Uh, they're minus 11 and a half, and I totaled it up with Jesse Hogan to kick two more goals. And the best thing about it was, Pez, I didn't lose any money on it because it wasn't even my money uh, to lose. It was from my bonus bet the week before. That was a great little uh, two-unit win there, Pez. A nice little 130 in my pocket. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful stuff. And I had a steer clear, and you gave me a little bit of shit last week because I put in my multi number two. I had... Greater Western Sydney minus 11.5 because I love the line. And then the weather got worse and worse as the days went on. Yeah, it did. I had over 148.5. That actually went down to 124.5. And then it creeped back up before the start of the game to 130.5. And, and it actually went under that total game score as well. It was horrible conditions up there. And it was just uh, territory footy. Uh, so that leg lost. I had Geelong over 112 and a half easily. I had Brisbane to win that got up and I had over 133.5 in the, in the Collingwood game. So that lost anyway. So it didn't uh, make a thing. I lost one unit there and I steer cleared for the game because I turned on the telecast telecast and I did not like what I saw with the oh, weather. Did you miss the, miss the game start, did you? No, I didn't miss the game start. Oh, I you just, knew what time the game started? Oh, I know, I know what time every <laughs> game starts. Don't you worry about that. Oh, that's good, Pez. Uh, my multi uh, was, uh, you know, one leg failed, the Sydney leg failed, uh, which means I got a bonus bet. The Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne and GWS. I went the four legs trying to trying to get a little bit extra juice on it, Pez, because I wasn't overly wrapped in the, the bet slip. And uh, that's what happens when you get a little bit greedy, Pez. You, you lose. Oh, well, my uh, other multi, my tab multi, I didn't need to use the, the bonus here source because I had Brisbane... Richmond and GWS, uh, $2.34 odds, had two units on that as well. So that uh, brings us to an amazing little recap. Yeah, great little recap. Uh, tell us about uh, what the what the numbers look like, Pez, the stats. Tell yeah. us what the stats are. Well, I, I put out nine units uh, in total in round 16. I returned 18.23, so doubled it up. Doubled it up. Uh, so for a profit of 9.23 units. So year to date, put out 152 units source, returned 223.01 units. So for a profit of 71.01 units. Love so you multiply that by whatever your unit is and that's the profit that you would have made following every single one of my bets this season. Nice. And if you followed mine, you would have been brought back uh, back to earth a little bit, but you still would be in the, in the up pairs for the round 16. Well, not for round 16, you wouldn't. Round 16 staked 5.8 units, returned 4.4, uh, returned uh, 4.4 units. Yeah, so a profit of loss of only a minus 1.4. So even despite all those red ticks, that bonus bet really saved me. That saved you. A small loss in the end and a little Moneyball special as well. But your year-to-date looks a little bit better than that. It uh, looks great, Pez. Uh, Stake to 123.4 units, return 142 units, profit of 18.96. So just close to 19 units, just under the 20 units, Pez, which is pretty good, I think. I think where you stand. Yeah, try, try and keep building that up. And uh, for your ROI, I think I worked it out. It was about uh, 15% or, or so. So Okay, cool. There you go. So you're, you're happy with that. Good. Um, we'll get into the this bet slip. And before we do source, it is Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday afternoon. And it's been very, very difficult. Yeah. So we'll speak about that. And it was basically going to be our Tuesday lunchtime but before the hot dog eating contest. <laughs> the fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and... Um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do, do you want some as well? And I, I said, Oh, yes! 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 And despite being Tuesday, Pez, we're still going to get into the uh, specials. Cyril takes a special and goes bang! 
Yeah, it won't be for very long because uh, <laughs> having a look through it on a Tuesday afternoon, Sportsbet don't even have uh, anything out there. No for, player markets, nothing. For um, the thing. So they don't even have the bonus bet special that you get. I forgot what it's called with the bet, re- uh, bet return. Bet return, yep. Uh, lads and Neds don't have anything here on a Tuesday. Uh, bet365, they've always got theirs. Tab do have their three-plus head-to-head special, so we can pop it on there. And they've got the four-plus leg, same game, multi. Moneyball don't have any specials out yet. And yeah, they do. Moneyball have got specials out. Oh, I just had a look like 10 seconds ago. You must be banned, Pez, because I've got uh, Moneyball specials in there. Oh, well, you'll have to share them. What I'll you share got? them just while I log in. The uh, authentication process, Pez, I definitely have put them on. I think it's for the Brisbane game and one of the other games, obviously. Yeah, well, there's, I've got absolutely nothing just having another oh, look at my Pez, are you banned? Surely not. Moneyball specials, all events. Hawkins or Fritch? One of the first four goals, Cats versus Demons. One of the first four goals, uh, either Bailey Fritch or Tom Hawkins, $4. And McRae versus Mills. So Swans versus Bulldogs, disposals head-to-head, max bet of $10. Jack McRae to collect more disposals than Callum Mills. Pez, you are outski. All I've got is just the, the games and the odds there. You did so. this last time, Pez. you got to go, for those for those novice to betting, Pez, you got to go to uh, sports, and then at the top there's a little thing that says m.specials. You click that and you go all events, not the next 24, and that should show you all of the things in the next uh, that they're, they're offering there. Yeah, and they're you, locked at the moment. Locked, because you are banned, sir. <laughs> you are banned. I haven't got an email. Oh, I have to check my emails after this, but there's the, there's the money ball. So if we are to put that out and the, and the specials tomorrow, so I might need your help with uh, nope. seeing what some of those are and then blue bet from there. So the specials aren't out on Twitter at Behind the Bound, not just yet because it is only Tuesday afternoon source. So uh, we're very scarce with what we're putting down for round 17 at the moment. Yeah, and we're doing that because uh, you're going away and I'm unavailable the next couple of days. So what we're going to do is we're going to still talk to our bets, I think, Pez. We'll still talk to, to not our bets, but we're actually put down yet because we are not just going to be putting down bets for the sake of putting down bets uh but we're going to be putting down um what we think is going to happen how the game might unfold you might be able to uh, put it together with something close later in the week we still will release a bet slip we'll do that uh, via our twitter as always pez where can uh, our fans find that yeah at behind the bound as always so if you don't have an account create it follow along and you've got uh, all the units that we put out there and sometimes even the live bets throughout the round when we see something we like so we start off with the first game on the friday night source uh, or the thursday night thursday night footy Thursday Geelong night footy taking pairs. on Melbourne. And this is an absolute v2. cracker. One versus two at Alphabet Stadium, as we know. Geelong taking on Melbourne. A dollar ninety-two is even money. Pez the plus 0.5 is going in favour of Geelong Cats. The minus 0.05. So they still it's not a not a money in line here. Pez it is a split still. We have got our line and the over under total game points one fifty six and a half. Pez I'm really interested in this one. Obviously you think uh, you know that I'll be be on the Cats here, but it's not just in terms of my own fandom here. I believe Melbourne have been extremely out of form the last couple of weeks obviously they've had the, the the two losses in there and they've come you know they've beaten some teams they're meant to beat here their forward line is in trouble it's not in the same form as it was last year a lot of their forwards you know are not performing at all brown and fritch you know because pickett's in there and they're averaging a goal um, you know, petrarca's down from goals last year i'm really really concerned for melbourne's forward line and that's why i think geelong are going to take this game out yeah, well, Petrarca's goal kicking is a little bit of a concern. He's uh, when he has had shots, he's a little bit inaccurate as well, and uh, they're just getting uh, some other players back and and things like that. But Geelong down at Alphabet Stadium, how can you go past them and, and look at something like that? But what I'm probably going to do, I haven't put it down yet, source, so I'll have to put it down in the next couple of days. I'll, I think it'll still be close because Melbourne don't pump uh, teams. Geelong 
sometimes do, but against a good side like Melbourne, I think Melbourne can keep it within a certain amount. So looking around the plus five or six goals for Melbourne and the plus five or six goals for Geelong, and then I'll pair that with probably a Geelong 1 to 39, and I'd probably get odds of around, uh, what are we looking at, 230, 240, something like that. So I'll, I'll put a little bonus there once Lads releases that little bonus special. Yeah, well, if uh, I'll probably definitely be going with the... Um the, the money ball special in this one, the Cats, the Hawkins or Bailey Fritch to kick one of the, the first four goals. You know, again, I've probably picked the wrong forward there, but as I said, the, the Melbourne targets down there, Bailey Fritch is the only one um, sort of playing well. He's averaging two uh, two goals per game. The rest are uh, 1.7. Tom McDonald may be probably out still. Sam Wiedemann, he's only averaging a goal, so I like, like my odds there. Um, the other thing I'll probably be looking at doing is going on to over to Bluebet. I reckon I will put uh, just a two units on Geelong. Uh, hopefully that sort of comes in once the teams are announced and they'll see that, you know, Patrick Dangerfield's probably going to miss. Melbourne might have a couple of ins there. Hopefully that creeps up to the dollar nine ninety nine. Hoping bucks. to have the twelve point special back. Well it does have the twelve point special back. back. It's done for the to the end of the year, Pez. So I'm hoping that all there and uh, that'll salute early because Geelong normally do pump teams early and then they uh, Melbourne work their way back. So oh, that'll be the, the two, Friday Thursday night game. Two good teams on the on the Thursday night. So uh, looking forward to that. That one actually and not a bad round of footy pairs. This one, good yeah, round well, of footy. Friday night looks like a, a decent one as well. Sydney trying to bounce back from this week against the Dogs, who had a shocker up in Brisbane. Correct, Pez. Uh, the Swans come in favourites, $1.57. Surely that is just home ground uh, advantage there, Pez. This one being played at the SCG. Western Bulldogs, 242 outside. After a couple of easy weeks, Pez. They've had a little couple of uh, little touch-ups there. Uh, you know, they obviously got touched up by Brisbane, but before that, going nicely. Minus 8.5 is the line over under 157.5. Yeah, look, looking into this game, I love watching Tom Libertore play. I already mentioned him uh, in the recap before of round 16, but he's, he's just a, a grunt midfielder. He gets the job done and he even goes forward and, and kicks some goals. If Aaron Norton can take some clunks, kick some goals, uh, I think the Bulldogs actually have a chance to maybe knock, knock the Swans off. I'll probably be tipping the Swans just uh, for safety in some of the tipping competitions, but I'll probably put the alternate handicap and put it up a little bit more so... What have I got here? I've had a look at uh, lads, something to do with the Bulldogs plus five or six goals. Uh, and over or under, my alternate points, probably between 60 points, 128, 188, something like that. Uh, try and get above that $2 mark and uh, I'll put that out uh, on Twitter at Behind the Bound uh, when, when they release it. Yeah, I actually don't mind what you're saying there at all, Pez. The Western Bulldogs, to me, uh, these two teams compared, uh, their stats are quite equal. You know, the, the Western Bulldogs will like to control that midfield battle, as we know. Uh, Sydney have had problems the last couple of weeks scoring down forward, big Buddy down there. And um, who's the other one? Sam Reid haven't been sort of putting it together. And when Buddy plays, they're so Buddy-centric that it actually puts the rest of their game plan off. Uh, I'd be looking at uh, probably the Western Bulldogs at an alternate line, so the plus maybe 15, 14, you know, 16 and a half sort of way uh, the eight and a half isn't uh, just where I want it um, and I'll probably be looking at going for the uh, McRae over Mills just basic disposal at the three dollars with Moneyball so I, I like that special yeah and I'll see if I can uh, see if I can get, get nope. that on because if McRae's over anyone 
uh, it's always always a decent bet. So if we're you we're can just putting it into to odds pairs. Callum Mills to get um, thirty disposals is sitting at three dollars forty, and you look down at Jack McCrady's a dollar forty. So like the bookies have it pretty separate for a reason. Now Moneyball are a little bit smarter than Picklebet with their bets. They do try and put the there's obviously something that they know in there. They maybe they're giving you a little bit history. of value. They give you a little bit to entice you, and I don't mind that at all. But again, I'll be probably leaning towards the the Bulldogs. I guess at the line if I had to do, put it just a straight down bet to pairs. Yeah, very interesting. And then. Uh, Saturday, Saturday, Arvo. Big oh, one. With a big one, Pez. The, uh, the 145 time slot. This will be a huge game uh, for Collingwood fans. Collingwood versus North Melbourne. A dollar two favourites. Uh, pretty pretty low there, Pez. North, Mel- North Melbourne out to $15, and I'm sure that will climb as well, Pez. Minus 58.5 is the line. The over under 162.5, Pez. We spoke about how to fix North Melbourne. North Melbourne just need to bounce back after the week last week. They got smacked by 100 and something points. They just need to, to respond positively. What's a positive result for North Melbourne in this game? Uh, in all seriousness, their line the last few weeks has been, their team total score has been under 50 points. So 49 and a half, 47 and a half. It might be about 47 and a half again. We'll have to wait and see when it, when it comes out. But them to kick... 10, 10 plus goals, well not even 10 plus goals, 60 points, 60 points or more in the game for North, uh, I'll give them a pass this week. Yeah, over under with. is 52 and a half pairs for this game, already released on sports. Oh, for 52 and a half for, for their, their, their team points. Yeah, so Jesus. you might have to look at it, look at an under if you're looking for some value, or I'm, I might even back him in this week and, and see what we're doing. I don't mind him at all, Pez, this week. Not not to win, not to win, but uh, looking at their last five years, the the way that they've responded after a big 100-point loss, their average score after that is about 70. you so, you got Collingwood's team total there in that same section? Oh, no, I don't, Pez. I, uh, I can pull that up while you talk some rubbish if yeah, you want. Yeah, that, that'd be over uh, 100 and something. But if you, I will be having a look at the 2-plus and 3-plus goal scorer markets because uh, Collingwood will have a lot of opportunities down that end. And, and Ginevan loves loves a goal and uh, he, he's averaging a couple of goals, I think. So if he kicks a couple of goals, it, it might not give you too much juice, but I, I will have a, have a gaze at the odds. Yeah, their Collingwood's total points is 110. So 110 to 52 is roughly what they think the score is. Yeah, well, see, that's that's still high because if, if North decide to, you know, we don't want to lose by a lot, we want to hold the ball up a little bit. They don't have the skill to do that though, do they? So I'll have to look a little bit deeper into that game to see if I can get something yeah, of value. I'm definitely looking at the overs. I think they'll get over the 52 and a half. I think Collingwood still win. I think I'd probably be looking at it some sort of uh, partnering it up with an alternate handicap, maybe like a minus, probably four goals, about 24 and a half. Uh, and I'd, I'd back North Melbourne in at the line. So I reckon that they only win by about 30 or 40 points. Uh, and I think that they can get that done. So I'll probably put that together in a same league game multi. That'll give me about, what, maybe 350 odds or something like that. And put I'll yourself to the test here. It'll be good to look at the bet slip and you're going to listen back to yourself and see how See how see correct how I was. Yeah, 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 cool. All right, <laughs> let's get into the next game, Pez. Gold Coast taking on Richmond. This would be an absolute cracker. The 4.35 time slot is the only disappointing thing, Pez. That yucky time slot that you in between dinner getting ready to go to the pub. $1.92 each way. Bookies can't separate this one. Minus 5.5 is the line. Leaning towards Richmond, minus 0.05, sorry. Over under 165.5. Yeah, it's, it's coming uh, two points, I think, already, already because yeah. Dustin Martin is uh, announced out. He got subbed out of the game last week, and he was in stellar form in that first half against West Coast. Uh, it's very tough because Richmond uh, probably going to be missing Prestia from knowledge. It was a pretty big concussion. Yep. Uh, Dustin Martin out. That's two big holes in their midfield. I know Shea Bolton is an absolute superstar 
of the competition. Love watching him play. Uh, but can the Gold Coast, you know, put something together? What's the weather going to be like? It's going to be an afternoon game. Uh, a lot of factors to look in before I have a look at odds. Yeah, Pez, I like this one, and I actually jumped on earlier, and this is the one of the only bets I actually put down uh, outside of my multi. I put uh, 50 on Gold Coast as soon as I found out that Dustin Martin was out and took into what you said. Presti are probably going to miss. Um, they'll want to respond over the last two weeks. They've been they've been fallen sh- they've fallen short the last two weeks just against Port Adelaide and obviously the the, the Pies. Two dollar odds I got them, Pez. I staked 52 units on that one. It'll be a big uh, midfield battle, a huge and, uh, midfield battle, and I think that's what they do. What it's in Gold Coast. I think that they can get this win. Richmond are one of those teams that I think we're still relying on how they how good they used to be. They're beating up on teams that they should beat. You know, those tough games against quality uh, opposi- opposition with a couple of big keys out. Uh, I just don't know. So I've put that bet down with Blue Bet Pez. 50 on that one, two units uh, with the 12-point. Uh, hopefully up at halftime pays out. Yeah, I need a couple more days on that one. Of course you do, Pez. Speaking of uh, not separating, Pez, this is the third game that the bookies can't separate. Sid, St Kilda and Frio. $1.92, same story as the last one. 0.05 is the line and the over-under, 158.5. Pez, this is a really tough game because I think Fremantle earlier in the year, they, they snuck, a, snuck a, a quality win against the Saints, if, if, if I remember correctly. Uh, Saints got them over there, mate. Oh, uh, it was the other way around. Yeah, Sorry, that was Saints. early on. Saints got a 10-point win from a, a comeback in a low-scoring affair over... Over there, but uh, Fremantle, uh, away from home, Marvel Stadium, oh, we do have to see what's what's happening there. If, if Paddy Ryder can back it up and play two in a row, uh, they've got Roel Marshall who came on and, and ran out the game against against Carlton, which was good to see. So if they've got that ruck duo, they, they make a couple of other decisions at selection and uh, just continue to, to stroll, they can compete here against Fremantle. I'm, I'm not putting any money down on this, and I'm probably not going to... Uh, put it out it'll be a steer clear for me but looking really forward to seeing the the challenge for St Kilda to try and take away that that Essendon loss which was so crucial to their their finals hopes yeah, toughy. It's a real toughy this one, Pez, for, for both teams. Important win. Fremantle need to prove that they can win away from home. That that fluke against Melbourne, I shouldn't say fluke, but that, that game against Melbourne actually really probably piculates uh, how well Melbourne were travelling rather than how well Fremantle are. They need to win this game, Fremantle. St Kilda, they're, they're exactly in the same position. They are sitting ninth at the moment. They win against a team that is top four at the moment is crucial. So uh, I'm probably going to steer clear from this one. If I had to lean anywhere... I would lean without seeing the lists probably on St Kilda with the the home crowd of of, of Marvel and and the way that they play that stadium. But again, I'd have to see the lists. Um, You know, $1.92, you're looking at a $25 probably dollar unit there. But uh, I'd have to look at the the teams. They're very, very crucial, that one. Yeah, well, you look at Fremantle, they're one game clear in fourth position. And they've got a higher percentage than everyone below them as well. So the percentage plays a big role. Yeah, but a lot of those wins are in Perth too. They yeah, but that's that's a that's a good thing. If they can get this win in Melbourne to play however oh, many games they've got in Perth, they're, they're a good chance to finish top two, four, two, which is what they need. Yeah, two games clear, Pez, home final. You love that, love that. And it's the same for the Saints though, Pez. Like if they can beat a top side after, you know, disappointing, you know, up and down sort of topsy turvy last couple of weeks that they've had, that will really cement the, the the belief and the confidence and maybe they can actually just trust the game style and they can actually stick to it. They lose this one, they have, they have a tough Run home, Real looking tough. at it. So uh, it, it's going to be maybe too tough to make the finals. So it's a make or break. Uh, is this Saturday night, is it? Saturday night, Pez. Make Great or break for it. the Saints. 
make or break for the Saints on the Saturday night. All right, the next game is the other Saturday night game, the one over in Adelaide. Uh, Port Adelaide taking on GWS. Dollar thirty eight favourites are the power. The Sydney, oh sorry, the GWS Giants three dollars nine and minus sixteen and a half is the line, and the over under one sixty seven and a half. Yeah, I Port Adelaide are a lot better. <laughs> A lot better side than they were at the start of the year because they've uh, got players in a Lira more like it. They came back against Fremantle at the end of that game and uh, it was really high scoring, which was really strange to see. Uh, but the Giants had a tough fought win against uh, Hawthorne in uh, very poor conditions, so they'll have they'll be battered and bruised as well. We'll have to see uh, what lists look like. I'm probably going towards Fremantle, uh, not Fremantle, Port Adelaide here uh, to get the win. And I'll be looking at the line as well. And if it's decent weather, like it wasn't last week with Mark McVeigh's uh, strategy, uh, the over total points, what did you say they... 160, 167. L- looking juicy to me. Uh, I think that could come into 163 or so and uh, looking to go over that or even an alternate over 155. Something like that. Yeah, I'll be smashing the total game points pairs. Both of the way that these teams play, if the weather is good, which, you know, in, in Adelaide Air definitely can be compared to to, to nice snowy Canberra. Um, you know, you'd be smashing the overs. I actually don't mind the the the, uh, the line the other way, the plus 16 and a half. I think that um, I still believe, Pez, I still believe in GWS. They can make that finals. Uh, <laughs> so the plus 16 and a half, I don't mind. But uh, I definitely will be smashing the over in this one if it stays at 167. Yeah, agreed. All right, on to the Sunday clashes, pairs. The Brisbane Lions taking on Essendon. The Lions favourites at $1.20. 460 outsiders are the Bombins. Minus 30.5 is the line. The over, under 178.5, pairs. Oh, that's a massive line, 178.5. Yeah, big, uh, Huge big jump. for one one side that's actually quite uh, poor poor football side in, in Essendon. I think Brisbane, give them a bit of a touch-up. Joe Danaher loves playing against the Bombers. He, he's old club. He'll, he's a big kick of the footy as well. So maybe a couple of 60-metre goals from uh, Big Joe and uh, the just domination from that Brisbane Lions midfield. Their defence is playing quite well. Uh, built confidence against the Bulldogs. Essendon coming off a win, which actually helps Brisbane because Essendon aren't under the spotlight this week uh, from the media. So I think Brisbane with a... With a biggish win, so I'll have a look into the line and I'll have a look at some alternate markets as well. Yeah, this one, pairs. I was actually really disappointed the player markets went out. I saw some, um, I listened to a couple of podcasts and, and heard the um, the upcoming, I guess, improvement of Caden Coleman with the the, the injuries in that uh, that Brisbane Lions, pairs. Uh, he's only 22 years of age and, and they really just put him in there and they backed him to, to sort of, you know, hey, just get the footy. He's been amazing. He, he'd be great odds at the moment for your 15 disposals, your 20 disposals. They want to get the ball in his hands. At they the want to get it to him his, all his the time. His left foot is really reliable. Oh, and it seems to really have given them a new sort of... Of energy through that midfield, I reckon he'd be sitting about a dollar sixty, dollar seventy. That's great for your player multis. Multi that up with a with a Brisbane Lions win. Probably what did we say was sitting at the dollar thirty mark, the dollar twenty mark, and then chucking your your alternate total points pairs, maybe an over one forty, one fifty. That'd give you some great little odds of what's that? Probably about two dollars thirty, two dollars forty. You're loving that. Uh, that that'd be the same game multi I'd be looking at. Yeah, another um, single I'd be looking at as well. Bet three six five do the team totals. Uh, they've probably got the best ones that I've seen in the last few weeks. Maybe a Brisbane Lions uh, team total might be over 90-odd. 90-odd, yeah. That'd be a decent... What, are that, what odds does that give you? No, I, I haven't seen it yet. So R- Roughly? I've got to wait. Of it's usually dollar um, $89, dollar $90, dollar yeah, 91 cool. around there. Yeah, so make sure you have a look on that. Bet365 Bet is a great little website. It's, it's, it's one of those unknown ones, pairs. It gives you free, free streaming of the, the baseball, which we love. It's my absolute favourite one. 
and not because it's one of the ones that I'm not banned from, <laughs> yeah, but because they they've got decent odds. They've improved their same game multi, and you can actually they, watch they a cash, lot of their cash out's pretty good too. A lot isn't of live it? sport, and their cash out is better than anybody else. Sports bet cash out's the worst out of oh, anyone. Terrible. And bet three six five, you can actually um, get a bit of an advantage if you cash out and then you don't have that risk uh, because they give you a decent offer of your stake if your team's Makes in the lead it. or whatever. And you're sitting there with some actual profit. Yep. All right, we get on to the, uh, the Sunday afternoon game, Hawthorne versus Adelaide. $1.53 favourites are the Hawks. Two fifty two are the Adelaide Crows. Minus 10.5 is the line in favour of the Hawks. 172.5 is the line. Pez, this game is uh, the, the loser gets the better pick, basically. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> in the draft, it's sort of fourth versus fifth last. Uh, I d- I didn't, it's going to be a terrible game. I didn't mention the Hawks before because I did want to have something to speak about during this game. But Hawthorne, looking at their season, they've gone under the radar for for how bad they've been because of only I said, this, I said this to you last week, Pez. Only four wins. Um, they had a big win against, was it? Uh, Geelong. Geelong they beat. Round, round four, and that was their last win, and they've gone like on an eight out of the last nine that they've lost. Yeah, it's been very poor from, from Hawthorne. They've been in games, they've been competitive, they've gone on runs. They should have probably beaten Essendon, who came back and kicked seven goals in the last quarter against them to, to have a decent win there. But uh, this is anybody's ball game. And $2... 52. 2.52 for Adelaide. Their line, uh, line's pretty good. Alternate, look at, see who, if lads give a, a bonus back or whatever... I might look into to making a little same-game multi for that Sunday game. And what else I love about this game, Pez, is that it's in Melbourne, so you're sitting there going, oh, the Hawks at the G, but it's not played at the G. This one's played at Marble, which which the suits Hawks don't Adelaide. play that well. Suits, suits Adelaide. Adelaide. Adelaide definitely have, um, I guess, the better young, not, I'm going to say young guns, but the young uh, talent coming through. They've, they've got it together a little bit better. Hawthorne, they, they remain in games, but just because they're remaining in games, we're sitting there going, oh, well, they, they stuck with it, but they're still, they're still totaling losses. I don't mind the plus line, the plus 10.5. And I love the 252. If you can you can partner that up, I'll, that'll probably be where my cheeky will come from. Right. I'll put that in there with a couple of you know maybe an over the over. I wouldn't go over 172. I'll probably alternate line. Love that. Make no mistake here. There's no uh, tanking in this because Adelaide listed players and Hawthorne listed players. Some of them playing for their careers as well. Exactly right. So they're going to be on hammer and tong under the roof at Marvel. It should be a, a great contest. Should be a great contest. Speaking of uh, things that will not be a great contest, West Coast taking on Carlton. Three dollar two favourites are the West Coast Eagles. Well, dollar thirty nine. Carlton are the favourite. Minus seventeen and a half is the line, and the over under one fifty eight and a half pairs. That already screams to me that the weather is playing up over in Perth. Oh, or that West Coast just uh, can't score, but they have been scoring uh, quite high in recent Average weeks. about 70 or 80. Uh, they are missing a, a couple of players. Yo did his hamstring on the weekend against Richmond. And was it Shuey I read who is just out for another extended uh, period of time, another important midfielder there. Nat Nui came back, played some, some decent ruck minutes on the weekend. So it's good for him to get a run and hopefully his knees hold up because we'd love to see a up and firing Nat Nui Back in it. I'm staying away from this at the moment because uh, I don't know what what there is to offer in the next coming days with team lists and weather, lots of different factors. The only thing that looks like it's offering from the weather report, Pez, is a lot of rain. 90% chance of rain, two to six mils they expect at Optus. Okay, so maybe not as much rain as Giant Stadium, but if you can be a bit of a a weather guru, maybe you could uh, jump on the unders. And then try and middle it if it goes goes down by a fair bit. Well, in comparison to the Geelong versus Melbourne game, we know that they can get showers down there. It's uh, five to fourteen temperature shower or two zero to one mil and a fifty percent chance of rain. So it's a 
it's a pretty big swing. You can understand where the the bookies are coming from with their cautiousness over that. I won't be touching this one, Pez. Uh, that's not a game. Uh, the, the, it's it's a Sunday afternoon game. Carlton have no back line at the moment. West Coast have no anything, and the the line doesn't scream out to me anyway. Too many unknown factors. Or we'll be steering clear from that. No, even if you, we we did a podcast on Sunday Sunday morning, <laughs> I'd be steering clear. Steering clear. Mid game, I'd be steering clear, Pez. We can lock that in, uh, admin. Uh, Twitter bet sleep admin. <laughs> lock that in for a steer clear for source my multi i put together and i've already locked it in source so if you're, you're listening to the pod the bet slip probably won't be out yet uh but this is locked in here i've put two units on this three leg same game multi with tab richmond uh to beat the gold coast port adelaide and brisbane two dollar 88 odds uh to return uh three what is it three times nearly three times to 288 locked, nearly, it, in nearly so, locked it in so much that you haven't even uh put it down pez I'll put it down. It's right here. What do you mean locked it down three times? You didn't tell me the actual odds of it. 288. Oh, 288. Oh, so my apologies. Yeah, three times. All I thought you said, all I thought you heard, all I thought I heard was three times. What's your multi? My multi is a three-leg same gamer. Pez, I've gone with a three-legger. Geelong, Gold Coast, Brisbane. We're head-to-head this week, Pez. It gives me odds of $4.33 and I've jacked uh, two units on it. Yeah, you like putting Geelong in there when they're, you know, dollar ninety, dollar ninety-two. Flip of the coin type of games. Or you, Source will always put uh, his pussycats in there. I will always, yeah, of course. The dollar ninety two, and especially when you're sitting second on the ladder, pairs down at in home. Geelong at home. There's a lot of factors that point to it. As I said, not just being a fan, the the, the list stacks up against a Melbourne team that's playing at the moment. So we'll yep. probably lose by fifty. When was it? Was it last season they beat you on the siren last twice? round round twenty three? Was it twice? Yep. Yeah. Once at the MCG, once at GMHBA. Because no, I think we beat them. I think we. Oh, that was a couple of years ago when Zach Tui kicked the game. Yeah, we, we 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 beat them in we beat them in Melbourne where Zach Tui kicked it, and then they beat us in Geelong where uh, Gorney kicked the, and that cost us that cost us a final series. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, well, Geelong, you're only playing for what third or fourth anyway, aren't you? Yeah, pretty you much. Can't get, yeah. the, can't get past the prelim, <laughs> but that wraps it up on, on a Tuesday, a five harsh. p.m. Not <laughs> not not a lot to. Well, <laughs> Not all that to bet on at the moment, uh, just looking at different alternate lines and things. So hopefully that uh, discussion helps out a few punters out, out there, Source, and uh, you know where to follow if you if you want to get that plus in the units anyway. So uh, at Behind the Bound on Twitter, you can see our bet slip come out before the first game, which will be Thursday afternoon sometime, I'm guessing. Uh, and enjoy the round of footy. There's a couple of days rest for us now, Source, where we don't have to work maybe until... Next Wednesday night or so. So yeah. we've got a, got a week off, I think. Week off? What are you going to do, Pez? What are you going to do for your time off? My time off? Yeah. Um, well, I don't have COVID anymore. So that's, <laughs> that's a good thing. So uh, off to off to Crown, maybe uh, do a couple of things down at, down at Crown this weekend. You can't talk about your gambling on a betting podcast. No. <laughs> Trying to hide it. <laughs> well, not gambling. Uh, off uh, uh, away. Oh, the old staycation there, Pez. Yeah, a little bit of a... A little bit of a staycation. Oh, look at you go. Well, uh, I'll probably just just study the form guide. Well, you've already been to Gold Coast for the last week. Yes, did you just get back? It was, it was nice. Thanks for asking. No, nobody cares. You wanted to talk hot dogs instead of uh, instead of Gold Coast. So. Oh, wrap us up, Pez. Come on. Well, you can wrap your hot dog up. I'm Pez. Peace out. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> awesome. We'll catch up next time. As always, if you're having a bet, bet responsible. You gave me that one. Now you're- Oh